What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Lennon here today on another podcast. Uh, today's episode, we're going to have a mixture of everything that's going on within the gaming, sports, and music. Um, there's things within PlayStation that happened to have a state of play that happened this past week. And really pretty much established on one particular game that we've been eagerly waiting for right now. As well as a little bit of some information about some games on other platforms too within Nintendo. Um, as well as going into with sports, you know, with everything going and gathering together for the NBA, we're going leading down to the playoffs. Some MLB talk as well, too. And, you know, to cap it all off, we have another special announcement that came across pretty much this week uh, for a certain festival that a lot of us and myself have been eager to go to this year, as well as some talks within hip hop. But first, we're going to start off with PlayStation. With PlayStation, PlayStation happened to have a state of play. Pretty much it happened yesterday around Thursday. And it was established in more or less a game of Final Fantasy 16. This game right now is slated to come out in June 22nd of this year. So right now, and again, mind you, should I establish the fact that that is exclusive to PlayStation 5. So, in a sense, it was just showcasing a lot more on the game, because maybe over the past podcasts that we talked about this, um, you know, there was time, especially when the game first was announced, it was like a long period of time frame where we didn't really have any information whatsoever, even from past state of plays. And then, you know, recent ones that we had, we had like little tidbits and stuff like that, just to, you know, keep us in the loop right now and now they actually look they had an establishment of actually having a whole roughly 30 minute video of what's going on in Final Fantasy 16 so it's pretty cool uh, you know it's telling everything that's going on with the warrior um, the, the protagonist for the game and kind of giving us an idea of how the games we play they were showing off some stuff between you know the Akons like the Ifrit, Titan, Phoenix, Baymont so I was like oh snap they were showing they were showing them all off <laughs> They were showing off the whole entire gameplay for that too as well and seeing that establishment there. Um, they also was showing off a little bit of stuff that was talking about in terms of customization, such as your gear, just like any other type of you know Final Fantasy game that you probably would play and seeing how the maps are structured and everything for the land and just traveling from to and from and how the story impacts it inside of the gameplay. I mean, again, when you look at something right now, especially with the latest Final Fantasy games, such as like Final Fantasy VII Remake, and if you want to throw in 15, go right ahead. They're starting to really have more of the open world spaces of the game. Especially if you've been, you know, maybe underneath a rock lately. A lot of these games have been, you know, in the past, always been like the whole, it's, it's still RPGing, but it was just more or less you stand there, you battle, it was turn-based. Here, you can kind of say it's still like that, but it's more open world. And, you know, you're free to kind of do more attacks with your set abilities as well, which is pretty cool. I like it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yep, you have all different types of enemies. Enemies that you probably have seen from the past and whatnot. And you go against them. It kind of gives you like a whole, <laughs> dare should I say, almost like an Elden Ring kind of feel for it. But again, it's like a medieval type of feel for the game, you know, compared to something like what happened with uh, Final Fantasy XV. So it's quite interesting seeing all that and just going back in there because of course also his ability, if we didn't already establish this, also that he can actually use the ability 
of those summons too as well um you know he can actually use certain moves like it kind of reminds me of a move that he used with virgil where if you know and play double may cry actually say as far back as three when he does any of the judgment cuts he does all those like slashes that come all over the screen and whatnot and it's just so dope so but he can use those abilities from the um summons that he has with him and he can actually kind of embed them and i was like that's pretty sick um you know especially in situational type dynamics so you know of course you're gonna have your side characters that are gonna be with you doing automatic attacks and whatnot too i'm not sure though um this one probably is one thing i am kind of questioning if it's just going to be him um clive um, I don't know if you're going to be able to switch with other characters within the game. I feel like you can. Um, I don't know. But, um, but even for him, that's that's kind of that's kind of about it, really. Uh, the music is pretty sick. You know what I'm saying? Brings the dynamicness to the game. And again, if you ever want to see any more of the gameplay and see it visually, more or less me having my side-by-side -side playback on it, um, you can go ahead and check it out on PlayStation's um, website, if not on YouTube. And pretty much anywhere else that pretty much had the showcase of the uh, state of play and you'll see the whole entire gameplay of it and see for yourself exactly what they've been lately cooking up for this arrival of this interesting game that we're gonna have upon our hands so and I'm excited for it I mean this is a day one <laughs> you know what I'm saying this is a day one I like it so that was a little bit of my own take on some of the stuff that's happened on that one for PlayStation on the state of play. That was really, like I said, that was the only state of play about that game. It wasn't really anything announced about anything else they were doing. Um, I know PlayStation happened to have a spring sale. Um, so, you know, this happened pretty much early this month where they have some games such as like Ratchet and Clank, uh, Gran Turismo, and Demon Souls um, for sale. So they're pretty, some pretty good sales that you really should keep your eye on. I mean, especially if you have yet not had played this Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart game, which is a very cool game. People should really take advantage of because it's really cool. Very visually, visually pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially since some of these games for the PS5, uh, especially if they're first party games, 70 bucks. Now you could get the game for about 29. So instead of paying 69, you can get 29. Uh, Gran Turismo. Uh, instead of paying 69 you can pay 49 bucks for the game and of course <laughs> I can't say more about how stunning that game looks too I don't know Gran Turismo games I mean comparing to you know Horizon is a big competition for them but you gotta admit how beautiful the game looks a lot of times too and it's something on a hardware system like this like every time when they have a newer system it's just like man over the years we've been following games like Gran Turismo and seeing the evolution of the graphics and whatnot it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing it's like you're almost watching a movie or just watching it in real life it's it's pretty dope and especially when you have the the um the uh, the driving experience of when you're using the dual sense controller it's pretty cool of course they have the wheel for it too if you want to even go further into being very authentic you can use the uh, wheel for that now of course they got demon souls if you didn't already have the game it's from 70 bucks now it's 29 ghost of tsushima definitely take advantage of that game uh 70 bucks now it's 29 for now dead space the uh remake of the game um, is from 69 now to 55 bucks somewhat of a sale 
And if you're still yet curious about the game of Cyberpunk 2077, well, they still have a sale for that, and that's for about from 50 bucks now to 24. And then you got Marvel Warfare 2, 70 now to 45. The Last of Us Part 2, 39 now to nine bucks in the store. Mm -hmm. Kenya Bridge of the Spirits, deluxe version, 49 now to 22. Gotham Knights. Especially the deluxe edition. Check this out. 90 bucks. You can get it for 35 bucks. Right? Callisto Protocol, 69 now to 41 on PlayStation. So yeah, there's a lot of games, you know what I'm saying? And of course there's probably a little bit other games that's up there too as well. But that's some of the games that's been showcased that if you haven't already gotten it, you kinda wanna take advantage of it. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Um don't just sleep on it. So, yeah. Then there was some interesting news. I just, you know, happen to be in the weeds a little bit when it comes to some of the, some of the discussions that's going on. I mean, I know PlayStation has been going through some stuff right there, especially with Xbox that's going about exclusive deals. You know, because PlayStation for years has been known to have exclusive deals of games, whether it's games or add-ons that you can't really find anywhere else and you can only get it on PlayStation. And who would have thought someone like the U.S. Senator from North Dakota getting on them? <laughs> and they want they want to see PlayStation's, you know, exclusive deals. I'm like, dang. So they actually want to see exactly how they go about, you know, getting these, you know, these agreements and everything like that. They want to see copies of those agreements of getting these games behind the scenes that aren't put on systems like the Xbox. So they want to see all that. And I'm like, dang. You know, because you, I mean, anybody can agree. You, you as politicians, you rarely you hear anything about them when it comes to anything with games, right? I mean, you can go as far back as back in the day when they had C, well, they still have C SPAN, but I remember when they even talked about it with C SPAN, where, um, and it was a little bit, a little bit before mine, you know, in terms of being born a little bit, but they still reiterated it back in the day where the whole rating system for video games like they had a whole debate through the whole c-span channel uh when they were discussing this about okay well what could this be you know what i'm saying because back then mortal kombat games you know didn't really have such an uh, esrb rating it was just like okay cool here you go here's this game and we all know if you've known about mortal kombat it's very bloody and gory so yeah now that thanks to games like that <laughs> and doom <laughs> um now we start having these ratings now that you see all rated e rated e plus 10 teen rated m for mature things like that even early childhood like the ec and i remember i seen i'm like what is ec is it early childhood i was like oh okay that makes sense yeah so yeah the whole evolution of that so you know at best that's the best thing i could think of remember of them ever caring about something like that with the games and now here, here, here we are. One of the situations now that they're actually getting their minds around, trying to figure out. Oh yeah, how does Sony get these uh, deals, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they still say that Microsoft still denies making Call of Duty exclusive. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how all this transcribes because again, they have the rights to Activision Blizzard since they acquired the company. So. <laughs> It's going to be a nice, interesting couple of years how this is going to transcribe. You know what I'm saying? Um, because if they wanted to, they could. 
<laughs> they could just make it exclusive for Xbox. And boy, would that be terrible. <laughs> because then you gotta go buy yourself another system to play this game. And I'm like, oh. Oof. But then again, PlayStation had times in the past, which I was shocked of. And, you know, I can't help but be curious of how, how they, you know, go about doing those deals as much as I love PlayStation. I am curious how they do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take a game like Street Fighter V, where you could pretty much find that system or find that game in the past on multiple systems, right? Uh, I remember it was on the Xbox, so I remember playing it, especially when it first came out, on the Xbox kiosk. Well, specifically the Xbox 360. And they were available for Xbox 360 as well as PlayStation 3. And plus, even you can find them like on the Nintendo 3DS, which is to this day for me the oddest thing that they ever did was putting a game like that on a 3DS like that. Not even on a PSP. Like it's, it's hilarious. I never thought about putting it on a PSP, but somehow they put it on a 3DS. It's, it's bizarre. But anyway, that's why it's besides the point. But the fact is that you know it always was on multiple consoles, right? She Fire 3 was like on a system like the Dreamcast, right? So, and I can just keep going on with that, but it was never really attached like that to PlayStation until I guess they made some kind of deal where Street Fighter V was only exclusive to PlayStation, right? Now, of course, with PlayStation, with uh, Street Fighter VI, it's, it's everywhere again. But at that time frame, around 2016 to about roughly now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where when they, when they last finished up the final season of DLC for the game, that's a long time. <laughs> then nobody could, if you didn't have a PlayStation, you couldn't play Street Fighter at all. Yeah. So that game to me was one of those games. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's one thing to have exclusive add-ons, right? Because I've seen them do that a bunch of times for certain games. I've seen it with Street Fighter Cross Tekken, where, and really with that one, all they really did was add a Cole from Infamous and Koro and Toro, those two cats, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you could go ahead and look them up because they're basically the mascots for PlayStation, right? So they have those exclusivities for those, you know, but I can keep going on about it. Throughout the years, they've done that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting how they go about doing it. But I thought it was something interesting to hear about is the fact that, yeah, <laughs> this is how interesting this conversation is to bring someone like the U.S. Senator from North Dakota to actually be like, yeah, we're going to try to get somebody, you know, we want to see these copies and see this detail here to see what they actually were doing to get these deals. So it should be an interesting time for all that to come through all this stuff here. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, well, we'll see how that goes from there, I guess. Um, but um, moving on to Nintendo, though, there is... Um, and I guess you could say this is also part of PlayStation 2. This is a game that I was looking into in getting, which first off uh, is the Mega Man Battle Network game collection. Uh, it's the Battle Network Legacy Collection. You can find this on the Nintendo Switch, the PlayStation 4, and on Steam. So those who are not familiar with the game series, I mean, hopefully familiar with Me Mega Man probably, if anything, but... Um, it's like Mega Man had like its own EXE version, like a whole computer-based uh, <laughs> Mega Man, I guess. And it was a popular series. Um, it had a, a lot of games. In fact, they had about at least 10 games of the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy. Um, a lot of them you can pretty much find on the Game Boy Advance and good luck trying to get them. I mean, you can find them, that's no problem. But good luck trying to get them at a decent price. 
it's it's quite un unbearable and like i said capcom has done this with other game series with x series you know making compilations even the regular mega man the first series of mega man so this is just another one in their collection that you can actually get now and they have it all together updated and all so i ended up getting it for the switch because i felt like it was normal because i played it on the game boy advance and it's handheld but i can also put it on the console and tv if i wanted to so it, you know it works in the best ways possible it's kind of funny they didn't put it on xbox i'm like dang <laughs> they didn't put that on xbox but yeah yeah so it's, it's pretty cool that they're doing that so that game is out today um so i'm definitely picking mine up because i have pre-ordered that game for that too um but there was another game too just obviously exclusive to nintendo was hearing about the legend of zelda tears of kingdom because that game right now is slated to come out in may 12 2023 and people are still trying to you know calm themselves down trying to you know hopefully if you play the first one hopefully you can finish it by then i mean you got well some weeks <laughs> until the game comes out like it's less than a month from it so um you know and just looking at the screenshots and gameplays of it and seeing all the abilities that link can do in this game so definitely you know definitely keep your keep your eyes out for that one i know people are going to be trying to flood the stores just to get that game if they don't pre-order it through the eShop. so yeah but that was kind of about it for my section of place of the gaming section we're going to move on to the sports section right after this And we're back now onto the topic of sports uh, NBA we're coming into the now rise of the playoffs as we had some games going on within the play-in tournament this past week in terms of games such as uh, the seventh and eighth seeds and the ninth and tenth seeds going against each other from their both respective conferences of the Eastern and the Western conferences um, East they had the Bulls and the Raptors and that was kind of a tight game um, the Raptors had the lead throughout the time, and then somehow they started slacking and gave the Bulls an open door, and they came through. And it wasn't just so much on the fact that DeMar DeRozan's daughter was basically the one screaming in the background, which is hilarious that she was right there at that spot when it was getting broadcast, and you hear the scream, and I'm like, who's screaming? And it's like, obviously, to make noise when they were doing free throws for the Raptors, but I'm like, man, because they were missing the free throws. <laughs> It was actually working. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, she's cheating. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't say cheating. Anybody in the crowd can do it. <laughs> Not saying that they probably heard it. I don't even know if they did. <laughs> but magically, somehow from a distance, it worked. Because <laughs> they were they were they were fighting it down there. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't by any means a blowout, but it was a fight, and the bulls came through and they fought. And they beat them at their home turf. They said they were the first ever team, 10 seed, to beat a 9 seed in this playing tournament. So that made the Raptors feel a little silly there. So they go ahead and get us to go against the Heat, who play today. Um, because the Heat itself went against the Hawks the other day on Tuesday. And they lost to the Hawks, which the Hawks happen to be the lower seed. And the Heat were the, you know, 
and then the seventh seed. So the Hawks actually beat them. And now the Hawks are the seventh seed, and now the Heat had to go against the Bulls to fight for that eighth spot. Because again, for the playing tournament, the seventh and eighth seed, more or less anybody who loses in that one could get a second chance to just be put into the eighth spot. One who wins from there can just automatically have the seventh spot and gets to chill for the next couple of days until the first game of the playoffs for them. For the ninth and tenth seed, though, they're going to be battling twice, right? <laughs> because, again, the ninth and tenth seed battle was if anybody lost from that game, they're done. And the one that won from there gets to fight for the eighth, eighth seed. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. <laughs> so, that's how the tournament works. So, the Timberwolves and the Lakers, same situation, right? And I'm looking like, dang, the Lakers came through and uh, beat Timberwolves. I was like, man. So, they got the seven seed spot, too, as well. I was like, wow. Just like that. And so then you have the Pelicans the other night on that Wednesday was going against the Thunder. And, you know, they, they got some, you know, interesting squads there too as well. Of course, the Pelicans, you know, they had Zion Williamson still there because he was hurt throughout the majority of the season. He was balling in the beginning, right? We talked about this. The Pelicans, number one seeded, the way they were playing, I was like, yo, they can go far into the playoffs here. But as we all know, as we always say for anything like this, especially within sports, you got to stay healthy. <laughs> you got to stay healthy. And that's really what happened from this entire transcription of it. And so the Pelicans kind of happened to feel the end result of that. Yeah, because they lost to the Thunder. So it was 123 to 118 and they were sent home. Just like that, the Pelican uh, Thunder, having being one of the second second teams that has the youngest team, beat the Pelicans like that. So, yeah, and so they played a night um, against the Timberwolves for the spot of the eight seed. So you got the Bulls and the Heat playing at seven o'clock, and you got Thunder and Timberwolves playing at nine thirty. Who do I think is coming out of which? Um, the Bulls and the Heat. Well. I don't know. I mean, seeing as how the Bulls came in and tried to pretty much beat someone that was a higher seed than them, which was the Raptors, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Heat, it might be a wake-up call for the Heat. You know what I'm saying? You know, you lost against the Hawks, you know, by roughly almost 10 points, and they don't want to lose, right? They got a squad here that they have, and it's they're still at home. You know what I'm saying? Even though they took a loss, they're still at home. Because they're still were the uh, higher seed. Um, mm. It could be a toss-up. And as for the Bulls, I mean, they got, you know, they came from a 10th spot, right? So it's, it's really hard, right? You got, a you got a team who's very hungry, right? Who's very hungry coming from a spot where they could have lost that night and be done. Instead, they beat a team just like that that was a higher seed and they were away versus the bulls i mean the heat where they were at home and they probably could have been the hawks and they didn't now since they lost and they know where the stakes are at they're gonna probably somehow try to go and try to go ahead and say yo we need this eight spot here because this will look us make us look real silly <laughs> going back to back losses um so the heat more or less has more to prove the bulls 
definitely can gain a lot from this. So I, I honestly, I honestly might just say the Bulls. Yeah, just just because of what they just did that night, I will say the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and and again, you know, Mayu too is, which is funny. You got Demar Derozan and you got Kyle Lowry going against each other. That used to be former teammates, right? They still brothers, still to this day off the court. We've seen this, and they talked about that too. But that's that's the biggest thing that's coming between those two, is that. So I'm curious to see that. So we'll see. That's all I can say. Um, as for Thunder and Timberwolves, well, considering the fact that Rudy Gobert is out with an injury, it sounds like to me, um, which uh, I think that team is sort of slightly falling apart right now just because of what happened between the week span. You know what I'm saying? Him throwing a punch at his teammate and all this stuff right before the whole playoffs was going on, right? Suspended, injured, yeah. Um, and you think that, I mean, with the squad that they had for the Timberwolves after all these trades that they made, I was like, yo, the Timberwolves got an upgrade, but, you know, they kind of don't now. It just they don't sound like it. I might give it to the Thunder. If Shai could play like he was playing against the Pelicans, I, I think Thunder can get out of this one. Uh, give, me, give me a challenge here with the Timberwolves with that one. So... But yeah, that's what's going down here tonight. The both games are going to be on ESPN, so you can go ahead and check those two games out as well. Uh, moving forward with the MLB. Um, oh, well, before I get to that, if anything, the playoff games do start tomorrow around Saturday, so they got a couple of those games going on too. Um, you know, between the Nets and uh, the 76ers tomorrow at 1 p.m. I'll probably say the 76ers coming out of that one for that first game. Hawks and the Celtics, Celtics easily my knicks against the cavaliers tomorrow at 6 p.m i would say the knicks of course warriors and kings should be a very interesting matchup for this game one here i might slightly give it to the kings see what they got right big time they're in the playoffs in a very long time we'll see what happens when they're on this stage i'm, I'm kind of curious i'm I give it to the kings grizzlies and the lakers this they play on sunday um I'll say the Grizzlies for that one. Clippers and Suns, that would probably be a long series there, but I'll say the Suns. So, um, you know the teams I did not mention yet? Because everybody else is basically playing, again, the same teams I've just listed for today. They're playing again on that Sunday as well, or more or less, they're going to play on Monday. So, they play tomorrow. The games, the teams are, I just listed earlier are going to play tomorrow and Monday. The Lakers and Grizzlies are going to play on Sunday, as well as the Clippers and the Suns. And then they play in the game two on Tuesday. So so it's going to be back-to-back -back of those type of games there as well. So this should be a very interesting matchup. Now I can go into MLB. My Mets. Well, the Mets, we pretty much had a two and three season, a two and three series with the Padres. Now the first game was 0-5. Padres won the second one, which was 4-2. And then we beat them again, five and two. So right now, today at 9:40, we're going against the Oakland A's at 9:40, and psh, I ain't worried about them. We're gonna beat them. It's, it's slight work. I ain't sweating them. I ain't losing no sleep over them. Please, come on now. <laughs> come on now. We're talking to A's here. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we can get our revenge on the Brewers because we did get swept by them that time, and I was like, dang, that hurt my soul. <laughs> Uh, that hurt me so a lot. So, um, yeah, 
because I know pretty soon once we're done with them Tuesday Monday through Wednesday we're gonna go against the Dodgers and Thursday leading all the way to Friday when we talk about again we'll go against the Giants so we're gonna be hanging in the west side for a while between the A's the Dodgers and the Giants so we'll see how that goes over here before they make it back onto the east side um, but yeah yep 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 and then we faced the Marlins again this past week which was cool um you know we beat them again <laughs> we beat them early in the, in the season and then we beat them again now right so um we're doing pretty good for ourselves so far um so far i mean we're still second right now in the nl east the braves right now are ahead of us so we're two games behind on that so we'll see it's still early nl central the brewers are leading right now in front of the pirates you got the nl west where the Diamondbacks, who would have thought, right, are leading against the Dodgers, the Padres, Giants, and Rockies, especially the Dodgers and the Padres. But we'll see how long the Diamondbacks can leave that uh, lead. Uh, Rays, so far, the only team out of this entire league that is undefeated. 13-0 right now. And they're, of course, leading in the AL East against the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Orioles and the Red Sox. Which, obviously, if anything, their biggest competition probably... I mean, I would say the Blue Jays, too, but definitely Yankees. The Orioles and the Less Sox, so I say. The Wet Sox. Um, mm, eh. I, I don't know how much of a challenge they could be this season. I have no idea. And then AL Central, you get the Twins. That's leading. Interesting. It's an interesting division for that one, too. And, you know, they kind of lead right now with 9-4, and four, followed by Guardians being 7-6. and six. So they kind of got a sort of a healthy sort of lead gap in so far. And then the Angels, they're tied in with the Rangers for um, the first spot right now. Against the Astros, the, you know, previous winners of the World Series. So we'll see. We'll see how that works right now. Um, so, yeah, should be very interesting. Some good stuff going on there with MLB. Definitely check them out. You can find them on Fox. You can find them on the ESPN as well as anything within the MLB Network section. So, yeah. Because there was also some rumor talks, too. You know what I'm saying? Because um, Shohei Itani, you know, he's still, like, in his contract right now being a free agent. We're kind of right now in the talks of us, you know, him probably coming to the Mets. Dodgers, pff, I hope you don't want to know Dodgers. Please come to the east side. The Dodgers, they already got enough players up there, already stacked, all right? So, you know, come over to us. If he comes over to us, let me tell you, we're going to roll out the blue and orange carpet for him, all right? It's going to be magical, right? The Big Apple, you guys to play over there? Psh, come on now. That would be sick. They won't touch us. Now, if we can get Mike Trout coming over there, like if we can get both players coming on our side over there, Bruh. With the squad that we got, bruh. Mm. Mm. They ain't touching us. <laughs> They're not touching us. So I'm I'm there for it. I'm there for it. But that will be it for the sports section there too. Up next, we're gonna talk about some music and uh, we'll go from there. And we're back. Now onto the last topic of the podcast is music. And I happen to make an announcement for the festival that is something in the water. 
uh, this early this week, we happen to be actually treated to a surprise um, addition to some uh, some acts that's going to be part of the festival. Uh, for Pharrell and Friends, uh, we have ASAP Rocky being part into it, Busta Rhymes, De La Soul, M.I.A., M.I.A., you know, and hearing her music is pretty dope too. And more is supposed to come for his, you know, Pharrell and Friends section. You know, this is something that he did back in basically the first um, festival that he had over here in 2019, right? And of course, as we saw from last year when it happened, you know, of course, we've seen acts that he brought in, such as, you know, bringing in Clips, bringing in Justin Timberlake, bringing in T.I. into the mix as well, Nori. So, you know, there was a lot of acts that was put up there. So we're kind of curious to see, you know, like that's huge, right? And Buster Rhymes, he's been over there before when he came back in 2019. So that's gonna be sick. <laughs> Make you jump, jump. <laughs> Put your hands where my eye can see. I'm like, yo, we're gonna get lit off of that stuff, bro. He's like I said, he's one of my favorite rappers. Definitely my top five one of my favorite rappers of all time man so i'm excited for that especially de la soul too you know you know rest in peace to dave uh true boy because um you know he passed so i'm curious how they're gonna bring all that into this as well and i'm excited for it um, i'm happy they're bringing their bringing their creativity and soul <laughs> and de la soul <laughs> to the virginia beach area so i'm really i'm really happy for that too you got ASAP too, which is funny because he was actually supposed to come the second year, but because of the pandemic, pretty much everything got shut down. Because him, along with like Chance the Rapper and her, was supposed to come in that lineup. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and look up that year of 2020 when he was supposed to come. So now, boom, there you go, right there. Now, of course, they added additional acts in there, such as Arcade Fire, Third Eye Blind, and Jonas Brothers. I was like, yo. You're already gonna know people gonna be lined up, especially for the Jonas Brothers, right? Seeing SOS, <laughs> burning up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's gonna be a lot of a lot of vibes up in there, though. So that's that's huge. That's huge. So they added more in there. Now, of course, he mentioned there's still people that he can't announce yet. So of course, it's always the matter since we are roughly about two weeks away from the event. <laughs> playing the guessing game of exactly who is he talking about with right so you know of course with other artists that was just announced for the festival they can bring their own artists they can bring other artists and friends to to their stage too to the stage too so anything's possible anything could go down man anything could go down so hopefully you still have your tickets um i know people like i said before have brought extra tickets and you know how you know situations go like that they buy an extra ticket and then they're going to resell it probably jack up the price even more and i'm pretty sure it went up since then because of acts that they already had from the get-go but then also they just now just added to it so it's it's gonna be pretty dope it's gonna be pretty dope so i thought i would share that announcement pretty sure a lot of y'all already have seen it <laughs> but you know i just thought i would bring that back up in there because i'm like man that is gonna be sick so yeah we're here for it. We we are here for it. So that was part of the music section there. Um, and then we talk a little bit more with the hip-hop artists within the 2000s um, that made a name and kind of a trend to a lot of artists that are around here now. Um, you know, I mentioned with all the artists from last time. So now, you know, we got more in there too as well. 
right? You got, <clears throat> especially within like, you know, Young Bloods and three, three Six Mafia, you know, during those earlier days, you had Ja Rule, you had 50 Cent, um, especially them two having their beef to this day. I mean, I was like a kid when they were still having their beef and look at them now, still having beef. <laughs> Um, Eminem especially bringing it to his limelight. I mean, he, Eminem was around throughout the 90s, too. Uh, but you heard a lot, a lot of his music during that time from me. He busted through the airways, man. Busted through the airways. Even with Kanye West. When he came, just not so much as we're working on his music, but it's just, you know, as a producer in the background, but even as an artist, bringing in that kind of, you know, taste and everything to it. You know, so I thought that was pretty dope as well. Uh, you can go as far as in within the... Um, late 2000s like um with um what you call it? Sorry, i had a brain fart with this <laughs> uh with like say gucci man was in there and then black eyed peas um they had their music up there and jim unit which is also part with 50 cent and you know they were all over the airwaves as well i mean not to mention they had their own video game but man they were all over the airwaves making great music too uh, D12 um, from a group, especially with Eminem, with D12 from Detroit. Shout out to y'all. Akon, Drake. Uh, Drake, towards the end, he was more or less around the 09 section. Maybe a little bit, maybe 08, but definitely around the 09 section. He was out there and, you know, making so, so Far Gone and even slowly making it to uh, Thank You Later, later on. Um, sort of kind of around the early 2010s. Bruh. <laughs> They were all over the place when it came to it, and um, and making airways through that music too. They had, like I said, last time you had a lot of dancehall music too. You know, you had like your Beanie Man, you had your Elephant Man, you had a lot of lot of artists that was up there. And I mentioned Sean Paul too as well because he definitely was up there within the airways. So I'm about that whole, you know, again the hip hop and the reggae feel for it, um, and the style that was going around there too. Especially when we started going into, again, the millennium, where you had, um, you know, the, the, the startups of having those cellular phones and everything, and uh, MySpace. <laughs> and especially having, you know, places like with 106 and Park and um, MTV with TRL. You know, they, a lot of these artists was able to showcase a lot of their talent up there, and that was the biggest airwave to go and show it off for it, too. Um, you know more or less especially on 106 and park and also on rap city the basement uh you can tell me as a kid i was literally glued to the tv when it came to rap city in the basement <laughs> um so you know anytime they came up there and freestyle up there i was hearing it and even just even with the interviews itself too you know what i'm saying um that was that was big that was huge up there so you know a lot of artists even with Method Man and Red Man still making music too during that time from the 2000s you know um, so yeah definitely and Cameron was up there then you also had your Nelly um, Nelly was up there definitely during the 2000s bringing that into the limelight Ludacris was another one because they both kind of came around the same time around the early 2000s um, and they had um, brought in a lot of music coming from that too um, so that, that was that was the biggest thing too as well and especially with nelly bringing country grammar into the mix and bringing a different type of style that never was brought up before um especially you know seeing the way from like the south and everything and bring that up there as well but you know there was a lot of artists that came around there 
that was huge around there too. I mean, like I said, you had you had an artist that was around the game for a while, like Ice Cube making his music too, or Missy Elliott coming in there too as well. You know, you had the game that was in there. So, you know, Twista. <laughs> um, you know, especially being, you one of my favorite lyricists, spitting, <laughs> just spitting lyricists, man. Like, his, his stamina, it's just like Busta Rhymes. Like, I'm trying to figure out his stamina, and I'm like, dude, that stamina is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Couldn't figure it out. Save my life. Try to spit some of the same thing with oh, what celebrity overnight, overnight celebrity. I, I tried, and I'd be tongue twisting myself every single time. <laughs> um, so yeah, they made a lot. You know, you also had uh, Juvenile, especially where the late '90s going into the early 2000s. Um, so yeah, what's working on the slow motion? You know, set it off. Uh, so yeah, even bringing into the females' perspective, you know, you had Eve that was coming in there, especially you know she was there around the late '90s, but then definitely, um, definitely bringing her airways into that limelight. And Little Kim still continuing with her music too as well. Uh, you keep it throwing Pitbull, yeah, Pitbull used to be a rapper. Yeah, I mean it's kind of more or less his music is kind of more on a pod dance music too, but you know he used to be a rapper too. Yep. So, yeah, he used to, you know, he got the Latin rap up there as well. So, yep. Yep. So, and even during the time for with Diddy. I mean, Diddy, he was pretty much one of the biggest ones, too, because he still kept the whole Bad Boy record still going on. Um, you know, he had Petey Pablo in the, no in the south side from North Carolina. Yep. Went around like a helicopter. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> so, um... Kid Cudi was another one too. I mean, even with Snoop Dogg bringing into his mix, you know, he's been around for a while, and you know, from that time from the '90s with the whole gangster rapping and then making that transition, especially when he left with Death Row and then going over with um, with some P. Miller, and you know, also working with Pharrell with Neptune. I mean, they making he was making hits upon hits through different parts of actual America itself. So. You know, Busta Rhymes is definitely another one that was around there for the early 2000s. He made a lot of airwaves and names for him as well up there. I mean, he was featured on, I don't know how many songs. <laughs> uh, Beanie Siegel was another one, um, with also with Freeway as well. Yep, flip side. <laughs> that beat still goes hard, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, you had Just Blaze up there, too. So, I mean, come on now. <laughs> That's a cheat code right there in itself, like... You know, anything he touches, that man, that man's making hits on that. So, you know, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of artists that made their ways into the early 2000s. And again, there was artists that were still making music from the 90s going to the 2000s. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, it still leaves off classic hits to this day. So, yep, as they transition to the early 2010s. Some artists, they probably haven't made any more music since then, or, you know, they do production work on the side. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Jay-Z, another one was up there with his albums up there, too. So, so yeah, they were, they were everywhere. But the biggest thing for me, if anything, I would describe with the 2000s was definitely bringing a lot of crunk music, um, a lot of it being established for bringing a lot of Southern music, too, of hip-hop up there as well. So that was the biggest uplift. And as well as still continuing what we have from West and East Coast music 
and even throughout Chicago and Shy with Common, you know what I'm saying, shout out to him. So, you know, and most deaf and, you know, the whole Black Star, you know, they were part of there. Especially all of them love the song from Black Star was the blast. You know what I'm saying? That beat, man. Like you hear that beat, you can freestyle off that. I mean, shout out to High Tech on that one. You know, he he made that beat. You can just keep going on there. Just it's such a dope beat. It's such a smooth beat with it. But yeah, you know, so I keep going on with it. But those are you know a lot of the artists that I would list at least that you would recognize and hear from music. And there was other artists too as well. You know, what I'm saying you had Famble that was up there too. He came from Virginia, so you know he was up there rapping too. Um, you know, even with, like I said, I mentioned Mob Deep because they were continuing making music, especially when they went over to uh, 50 Cent with G-Unit at the time, too. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of music, man. But that will be it for the podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening, as always. I hope you guys have yourselves a wonderful evening. Stay safe, and I will talk to you guys next time. Later.